Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, hey, as you know, I've been sharing every single episode that comes out to a whole host of Facebook groups in the area, right? <laughs> now we're going to get all the haters. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> but also, what's interesting is we had this McDonald's episode and how horrible McDonald's is. And I asked people to tell their uh, fast food nightmare stories. And this guy says not once, but twice, he's gotten a chicken McNugget with a chicken claw in it. That's horrifying. But part of me, I mean, part of me wants to believe it, but part of me is like, that just sounds like an old wives' tale. So you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We got this guy waiting over here, Abe Uh Abdelhadi. He is the host of The Bitter Truth with Abe Abdelhadi, and he's a good friend of our show. I've been on his show a few times. He's been on our show a few times. Um, Always has great things to say. So, hey, Abe, welcome. Well, Well, thanks for welcoming me. I'm glad to be here. So what do you think? What do you think about this uh, chicken claw and the chicken McNugget? Wives' tale or actually happened? <laughs> you know what? I mean, it probably happened like ten years ago. It's like uh, like Rod Stewart giving blowjobs back in the day when we were in junior high school. Remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had he had to get his stomach pumped, and you know everybody at my school there was a kid who knew a guy whose mom's cousin's dad's wife's sister worked at the hospital the night he got dragged in there so yeah, it was was for real so you know something you know something funny about that this is this is totally not where i thought this was gonna go but you mentioned (laughs) you mentioned the rod stewart thing right and that's true like we both kind of grew up in the same area so i'm Mm -hmm. sure i'm sure we heard a lot of the same uh you know we're gonna put them in quotes rumors um right but like years later my oldest son was an ice hockey player and so his very first season playing ice hockey never played before and his coach says hey we have this opportunity it's like i think they had the all-star game in town or something and he's like we have this opportunity to play our game against the junior kings on staples center ice like cool let's go there well we we get there and what's What's the woman that he had a kid with? What's what was her name? Rachel. Uh, well, Rachel Hunter was one of them. Rachel Hunter. Like Rachel Hunter. Yeah. So yeah. there's Rachel Hunter in the lobby of the Staples Center with like all kinds of hockey dads swarming back and forth because they think she's so gorgeous. And next thing you see, come walking up, Rod Stewart, and they go inside and sit down. Well, their kid ends up in the penalty box. And he's so, so funny that he goes, walks down with his phone, has the kid turn around, and he 
gets a selfie with himself and his son in the penalty box. And like <laughs> we would run into that dude all over the place. Like one time, this is what a nice guy he actually was. Uh, one time he was at a tournament and it was at the Disney ice and a guy came up and said, Oh, Rod Stewart, I love your music. Will you sign an autograph for me? And he turned around and he looked at the gun and he goes, sir, I will most certainly sign an autograph for you. But at the moment I am watching my son play in a hockey game. It's going to be over in about three minutes. I promise you, I'm going to be right here. You just come on up and I'll sign for you. And that dude waited after the game 20 minutes in that spot for that man to show back up. But he waited. So it's just funny, you know, that you'd bring up Rod Stewart, just triggered that memory. But (laughs) Chicken Claw, I mean, I'm with you. Maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like somebody put their kitty in the microwave. You hear this stuff all the time. Pixar didn't happen, bro. Pixar didn't happen. But then the next thing about Facebook that will lead us into our next topic is your post today about, you know, 2017 Democrats said, you know, um, what was it? Mueller, Mueller's report. Um, we'll, we'll respect what, what the, yeah, we, we got the right guy to do the report. And then 2018, we'll respect what the report says. Now, 2019, they're like, oh uh, yeah, the report's wrong, basically. You know. Well, yeah, because they want to spend more money. Well, you know, the thing about wanting to spend more money, they just—it's it, it, not their money, so they don't care. But anything that makes them to have them save face. Listen, this, this is no different than when the Republicans lost their minds when Obama wore a tan suit and he had a birth certificate issue, right? And I'm like, right. you guys spent—you spent—they spent three or four years chasing him down for this crap. Meanwhile, he's getting us in the eight wars. He's gutting unions. He's, you know, not prosecuted one banker, right? And. You know, and then to his base, these guys look like lunatics because they're talking about crap that's not even based in fact. Doesn't that sound familiar? For three years, we got pitched an evidence, an evidence-free conspiracy theory with like zero evidence. The JFK, I, I got nine guys killed JFK. I got a, I got a concrete theory for every one of them that's based in some fact. Right. But this, this wasn't based in any fact whatsoever, much less facts that weren't debunked. And they just couldn't let it go, man. And even after the report came out, when there's a ton of stuff in there about obstruction of justice and everything else, focus on that. They can't let it go. They got they got to keep harping on this Russia shit. And you're going, man, dude. Okay, you know what? You're giving his base a big kiss, and he's he's going to conflate this exoneration from this one thing with all of his other sins. And instead of focusing on his failures, his failed tariffs, and all this stuff, country's getting off the dollar. And he, those are real things to cover in the news, and his base has no idea. The, 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 the so-called liberal doesn't have any idea. They don't know what's going on. But they he'll keep use on the- he'll use this to get reelected. He'll, he'll well. cra- he's already working it, and he's going to craft it to get reelected. Hey, Toria, would would something like this ever happen in Canadian politics, or would someone just get their ass booted out? I think that the only Canadian politician I can think of that had as much drama surrounding him as trump does is an old premier of alberta and like the shining jewel on the crown of his being premier of alberta was him taking a giant handful of change and like throwing it at a herd of homeless people <laughs> and so wow. he was he was a special dude um and let's just say he didn't get reelected, and his party didn't get reelected for many years after that interesting yeah well and this is the thing 
this is the thing with the Democrats, though, and, and not to interrupt you, but I mean, the, the, the thing that because of their hubris, they don't under, well, they understand. I mean, I know Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell don't really care who wins because they, they, they're worth $100 million being in politics, which, you know, I, I don't know how you do that, but they are. Um, they, they, you know, the Democrats for sure would rather lose with, you know, Kamala Harris or, you know, uh, Cory Booker than win with Bernie Sanders because then, then the money's going to dry up. So they're already plotting, and I'm not a Bernie fan these days, but they're already plotting because he's got so much momentum now. They're already plotting the superdelegates. They got superdelegates committed to already vote against him, and it's 2019. And yeah. The primaries haven't even started yet. You know, so, and so people are like wondering, well, oh, gee, you know, who could beat Trump? Well, it's not Julian Castro. You know, it's not going to be Cory Booker. You know, the, the CIA tested mother approved pricks who just basically tow the company line. That's not, that's not what's going to do it. They need somebody who's going to actually speak to the people and, and say something that they want to hear. And what the Democrats keep doing in their stupidity is handing Trump these just softballs. And they're going to softball his ass right into the White House again. And, it, and, not, and, and they're not going to impeach him. You know, that, that, that's a joke. They know they can't get a conviction, so they want to impeach him. Nancy Pelosi already said she's not going to impeach him. And why? Because she'd be indicted herself. Yeah. But she's going to investigate him. You know, she, she, she and all those guys, and unlike a president— a congressperson and a senator can get dragged out in handcuffs. How many people in our lifetime have we seen get arrested and put in jail right. out of the Congress? A lot. There's no waiting for their term to be over. They're removed. They're removed. They're indicted. If they're convicted, it's over. They're in jail for, in, in some cases, quite a few years. So, you know, she's not going to, you know, she didn't do it in 2006 when they were looking at prosecuting W for war crimes. She, she got to the Speaker of the House in 2006 and she said, yeah, 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 we're not going to impeach. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought he was a terrible, horrible guy. Flash forward, 2019. I thought he was a terrible, horrible guy. Oh, we're not going to impeach. But you spent two years telling me he was a terrible, horrible guy. So why aren't you going to impeach? Oh, well, because it's not good for the country. No, it's not good for you. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> not going to benefit her. But, Toria, has that ever happened in Canada? Like, have they – do you have a mechanism for removing a corrupt leader? Um, pretty much. They have to – they just call an election. If there's a corrupt leader, so more people than just the opposition have to see them as corrupt. If it's a majority government, or if it's a minority government, then the other side just pretty much has to be like, "This dude is a problem. Um, we're going to call an election." So, unlike here, where elections are on a certain day every four years, like clockwork, you can call an election early in Canada if there's a problem that needs to be solved. See that that what 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 do you think would happen, Abe, if we had a, a a law like that where, all right, so they're pissed off with with Trump, they think he's incompetent, so they vote to have a new election. You'd have elections. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe maybe so, but I mean, especially in the Congress, right? But I mean, um. You know, to, to, to kind of piggyback on your earlier point, Tori, I mean, shoot, the problem with Canada is you guys do a lot of cool things and then you wait 10 years and you screwed up like we do. So um, this idea that you guys are doing it now, um, I don't know how long it'll last, but if we did it here in this country, first of all, we can't even get people to talk about getting rid of the Electoral College without them losing their minds. You know, they, it, <laughs> it goes like they, they, think it, they, think it's, they think it's like Jesus Christ. And the apostles and the founding fathers. I'm like, you do know King James wasn't an apostle, right? Not head. So it's like they, they, everything's like conflated. The Constitution is sacrosanct and set in stone. And you're like, no, it's not. It was designed to be changed. We can make amendments and stuff. I mean, you, you put an amendment like 
You try to get an amendment like that. The only way we're going to get an amendment like that, dude, is protesting in the streets. We haven't had a good, solid protest like in 30 years. And I mean like a real down-home, you know, women's suffrage, civil rights type stuff. You know what I mean? We just don't do that anymore. We wait for the elected guys to give it to us. And that's why we're just a bunch of whiny sacks these days. It's like, well, gee, they don't want to get, get us out of the wars. Well, maybe we should protest the wars, you know? Maybe we should start boycotting people that support, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that manufacture consumer goods that also have this defense contract. Maybe we shouldn't buy GE products or GM products. You know what I mean? I, just thinking out loud, but man, we, we just don't, we just keep waiting for these guys to, to change the law. That's a great idea, but I don't think we'll do it without a protest. Well, but like, I'm not so sure, you know, to go back to your comment about the uh, Electoral College, <clears throat> I'm not so sure it matters whether there's an electoral college or not. I mean, really, there's only been like a, a super small number of times that the person winning the electoral vote didn't win the popular vote. I mean, so small, but it's negligible. And well, it's happened five times. It's happened almost ten percent of the time. It's happened five times. So that's. I mean, that's an A. I mean, you're you're doing good. So I don't think it really matters either way. But I do think that. You really need to, if you're going to go to a strict popular vote, you really need to pay attention to the corruption that could and will happen. That's why. Yeah, they, that's, where, that's, where, that's where I think a system like ranked choice voting might help with that, because then you don't have the coast voting for the president either. You don't have California and New York you know, voting for the president. Leaving the middle well, states that's, out. You know? that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Is I think it need. I don't think it's a choice. In my opinion, it's not a choice between popular vote only, electoral college only, because I think that you're going to get very similar results whichever system you use of those two. But well, I mean, we, we, need, I mean, we need to shake it, it up it, a bit. But we need to shake it up a bit and do something different, like ranked choice voting, because it would totally then change the landscape of how this would this whole thing would work i mean like they were when we were at we were just at the libertarian convention for california um beginning of april and one of the guys who i think is kind of a loon bag um he wanted to present a motion that instead of electing a chairperson and instead of electing a vice chairperson that everybody who wants to run for chair goes into this big old group and then whoever gets the most votes is the chair whoever gets the second most votes is the vice chair but instead of just getting like one choice you'd get you'd rank them this person's number one this person's number two this person's number three and you do it like i mean that's how that's how um like a bodybuilding show is done they right. they literally you know give them a, a, a one if they think they're in first place so the idea is to get the lowest points possible well same thing here you know and it would i think it would work great I think it would work fantastic, but they okay. voted it down. So, you know. Well, they're, they're, listen, the, the system is not going to ever vote anything that's going to jeopardize their own interests. I mean, the the, the Commission on uh, Presidential Debates, uh, that's a corporate-approved, corporate-run, corporate-sponsored, not one government official, not one elected – it's not an elected body. Um, you remember when it used to be the – I used to call them the PTA, the women, the Legal Women women's Voters? Yeah. And they were cool. I mean, they let Ross Perot on. They let John Anderson on the debates in 1980 with Reagan and Carter. Um, they're sort of like, yeah, okay. Well, wh what'd you do before? Oh, I was a congressman. Okay. You can be in the <laughs> they didn't come up with these arbitrary numbers. And, you know, and if you made your case, 
you know, and this is one thing I'll say about the Republicans because I think they're a bunch of pricks. But I'll tell you one thing: when they lose an election, what I've seen, they'll at least go, "Well, hey, man, you didn't make your case." Like they didn't get pissed off at Ross Perot when Bush forty-one lost. You know what I mean? I didn't see right. any Republicans running around going, "Oh, he stole the vote, man. He was a spoiler." They were like, "Ah, you didn't make your case." You know, maybe that crack you made about PC didn't go over very well with the people. You know, uh, we're in a recession, dickhead. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, Clinton's president, that's the end, right? Dole uh, loses, same thing. I didn't make the case, man. Gave you a shot, you know. Mitt Romney loses. I didn't see anybody freaking out over Gary Johnson, you know, like, yeah. oh, he stole votes. Man. They, they, the Republicans are like, oh, hey, you didn't make your case. Let's have a postmortem. You didn't make your case. That's how they handle losses. The Democrats never take responsibility for anything. Al Gore had no business losing that election, and I'm not an Al Gore fan, but numbers-wise, you're coming out – and this is the perception now. This is a perception. I don't believe this. This is a perception. If you're the vice president coming out of one of the most successful presidencies of the 20th, 20th century, and you can't take Tennessee, your own state, and Arkansas, the state of the president, the sitting president, because you're afraid to bring him out over a blowjob, or perjury, rather. And then, you know, you, you keep checking the, 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 the polls to see how you're coming off. And you won't even talk about climate change, which is your pet issue. And, and you come down to, what, 500 stinking votes in one stinking state? If he took Tennessee and Arkansas, he'd have won that election handily. Did the Democrats take responsibility? No, they blame Ralph Nader. 1.5% of the vote, they blame Ralph Nader. It should have been a slaughter. You know, even though, even though Jill Stein didn't even take... One and a half percent of the votes. I got liberal friends that blame Hillary or blame her for Hillary Clinton. And I'm going, wait, Hillary Clinton won four million votes over Trump. What do you mean it's Jill Stein's fault? Well, you know, she siphoned votes off for Hillary. Yeah, because people in Ohio and Wisconsin and Michigan are overwhelmingly voting for Jill Stein over Hillary Clinton. Right. The people that voted for Obama twice, by the way, they voted for Bush and they voted for Obama twice and they got screwed. And then she's saying, hey, you know, Status quo is great. Medicare for all will never come to pass. That's what you tell Anderson, Indiana, that has no jobs and no health care. That's what you tell Scranton, Pennsylvania, who's raffling off their, their sewage and, 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 and parking system just to make payroll for the next five years to a bunch of monsters. And, and so Hillary's running – won't even go to those states because she can't even hold her head in those states. Trump's there three times a month. He's lying, but he ran to the left of her. That's how he won. He campaigned his ass off, right? And he was saying all the right things even though he was fucking lying. But her, she ran a crap campaign. The only candidate that didn't have to campaign to be a president. I never saw that before in my life. I'm only 55. I'm the country's older than me. But that was amazing to me, the arrogance. Right? And it just well, it yeah. blows my mind. It's, it's, the, it's that whole entitlement thing that we've talked about before. Yes. She, yes. she thought it was owed to her in some way, shape, or form. I mean, and that's... So the Democrats. This is the oh, thing. Sorry, like, like, I can only... You can only imagine, like, you know, being married to a Canadian... Um, we have these discussions sometimes <laughs> and like, she's very convinced that their way is better than our way. And I'm very convinced that their way is not better than our way. But did you notice what I said there? I'm convinced yeah. that their way is not better than our way. I didn't say our way is better than their way because <laughs> I definitely don't think that, but, but I try to think of ways like that we could rock the boat a little bit by borrowing, you know, how like you look at two systems and you go, well, neither one is really perfect. But maybe we could take good parts of both and come up with a much better system than either one, right? But I have such right. a hard time with some of the things, and it's because you know it's indoctrination. It's been taught to me for my entire life that this is how it's supposed to be. This is the right way. Why are you? Why are you trying to mess with it? And then 
my progressive side of me says, well, but we need to make these changes and it's okay to make changes. It just, I can't figure out though what parts of like a parliamentary system like Canada has would mesh well with the U.S. system. And, you know, if you ask Victoria, what do you think, honey? What should happen? Honestly, I don't think the Canadian system would mesh well with the American system. But you've told you me to before you wanted to, you would it. replace it. Yeah, you told me before you'd replace it. But I also don't think that it's the best system. I just think it functions a little bit less biased and bullshitty than it does here. Less less biased, you said? Yeah. Less yeah, biased, I agree. less bullshit. I mean, well, because, I mean, listen, uh, you know, power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I mean, but at least with, Cana- with, with the Canadian European systems, what I see, and when you start screwing with it, is you have what happens in France. Um, what I see is the filters basically like, well, listen, how can we help the people? And if we can help them kind of, you know, stay alive and, you know, get an education, maybe they'll pay more in taxes and maybe they'll stay alive longer and, you know, pay more in taxes and, you know, whatever. And so that's kind of kind of the, the way they kind of look at it. With here, it's like for the last 40 years at least, we've had corporations suck the marrow out of the treasury. $1.2 trillion in defense. We occupy 80% of the world. I love Rafael Correa, the last president of ecuador who's in exile right now by the way that should that should tell you something he's in, in exile in europe right now um but when the united states was, was trying to run run roughshod over him over the julian assange thing and drilling and he's like yeah screw you guys and they wanted to put a base in ecuador and he's like yeah when i get to have a base in miami you can have a base in ecuador how's that sound <laughs> and they're like, and they're like you dick and he's like you're a dick <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i don't want you here i don't want you drilling in my country you know, I'm going to sell the oil myself, and we're not going to drill in a national park. we got plenty of places to get oil. And guess what? You're not going to have a base here. And, yeah, I gave Assange citizenship and asylum, neener, neener. And they couldn't wait to get him out of there. You know, it's like you think it's a coincidence that Lennon Moreno gets a $5 billion loan, loan, not free money. And he, he, he breaks all kinds of really great international laws that are there for a fucking reason. But, you know, between him and the United States, we can do whatever we want. And that's sort of the, hypocr- the hypocrisy that, that, that makes me crazy, this American exceptionalism, that we can do no wrong. And when we go in there, we drop bombs, mark democracy and Christianity, and they hug kids, and they make hospitals and build churches. They don't kill anybody. Obama would never drop bombs on a hospital on purpose. He just had bad coordinates. Trump would never do that. He's a godly man. Go fuck yourself. And quit watching TV. <laughs> but but okay. Well, let's Tell us how you really this, feel. Let's reel this back into where we were before, which is the people, yeah. you know, just completely losing their shit now over yeah. this yeah. Mueller report. Like what I said to Victoria when when it was I heard it was coming soon. I said, <laughs> okay, here's the problem. These are people who <laughs> told us, hey, you know, Mueller's the guy. If there was collusion. Mueller will find it. If if right. Trump did something, Mueller's the guy. He's gonna find it for sure. Then the report comes <laughs> out, and the and and the first thing the Democrats say is, "No way. That that's no, no, uh-uh, no. You you're wrong. Wait a second. You told us that this guy was the guy. He was going <laughs> to find it if it was there. So the fact that he didn't find it must mean it's not there, right?" I mean, <laughs> must be there. Why, well, and, and why do we, we care? Well, A, why do we care? B, why do we care what Mueller has to say? He's one of the principals that lied us into the Iraq war. Exactly. Why do we care? The, the whole thing is, 
the whole thing is all they want to do abe is they want to fight with each other you know the democrats they want to bash on a republican president and then if it, if the shoe was reversed you and i both know if hillary had won this very same thing would be playing out in this exact same way there would have been a special investigator appointed they would have looked into it. who the hell knows what but multiple things and there would have been indictments of people that were close to her because like i tell everybody you could investigate mark zuckerberg who looks like you know opie from you know um yeah andy griffith and you're gonna find he's done some pretty sleazy things with sure. um foreign countries when he wasn't supposed to i mean it's it's there that's how business works but oh, they want to crow about oh we caught 36 indictments 36 indictments. yeah who cares you didn't get the indictments of what? 12, 12, yeah. 12 of those indictments. Twelve of those indictments were meme writers at a Russian marketing company. Yeah, guys that write memes for a living. And and, and did you see uh, Jerry Nadler, that idiot congressman, who has the nerve to say that Russia Gate was the same as Pearl Harbor when he was in, when he was uh, 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 grilling the uh, the president or the CEO from Google, and he's like, "Did you conduct an investigation? Yeah, we sure did. And what did you find? Uh, yeah, the Russians spent forty seven hundred dollars." Yeah, well, well, forty-seven dollars. You okay. asked me about Nader. You asked me about Nader, and then you you oh. earlier said, "Uh oh, um, we have ten minutes." By the way, guys, ten minutes. This stupid thing's going to shut us off. We could always turn it off and come back on, but we have ten minutes. Um, anyway, you said before. You said earlier. You mentioned Nader, and then earlier you mentioned what the United States called the president of Ecuador, right? What was that four-letter right. word? <laughs> Dick. Well, that's what. Yeah. That's exactly what Nader is. He's a giant dick. Wait, Nader or Nadler? Nadler. He's a dick. Yeah, you, you said Nader. I, I was talking yeah. about Jerry Nadler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a dick. He is. He is, absolutely. And, and he can't let it go. And neither can Adam Schiff. Yeah, he's None of these guys dick. can just let it go. Yeah, he's another asshole, and they can't let it go. It's like, dude, you've got enough in this report to go do your job. Like this, this what pisses me off about the Republicans with Benghazi. They kept going on about that one night. I'm like, why aren't you asking Hillary Clinton how we got into Libya in the first place, and how is it that we were having an ambassador shovel weapons to quote unquote moderate rebels through an embassy, which is totally illegal and violates a shit ton of really good laws? And we didn't ask her that. They didn't ask her that at all. They had her on the hot seat for three weeks of that stupid Benghazi hearing. All it was was that night. Did Obama go to the opera? They're like, who fucking cares? Why are we in Libya? Why are we why are we knocking out a sovereign nation and taking their crap? Is it because he was gonna get off the dollar and get on the dinar and make a nation or a, a continent wide African currency, which is not a conspiracy theory, it's a conspiracy fucking fact because it was in the African National Council when he got made chairman in two thousand nine. He came up with this big whiz bang idea to have an Afro, which was their own gold and oil backed currency. <laughs> Right. And the U.S. is like, oh, yeah? Did you not learn from your buddy Saddam? It's the same deal. Okay, he wanted to get off the dollar, too, and that doesn't fall. And now that we got Russia getting off the dollar, and uh, uh, China getting off the dollar, and India getting off the dollar, what, are we going to invade everybody? Let's go invade nuclear power countries. That's awesome. Because they got off the dollar? Good work. It's, it's, it's maddening, dude. It's really maddening. You know, I've been sitting here thinking, and I'm, gonna, and I'm going to reword something that you said. You know, you said that the the democrats never um they don't own up to their defeats and i'm gonna say that i think um most people that you run into in society in general um uh, they do repeat the 
talking points that the leaders of their party say, but there are those that, you know, are reasonable and they think through what they're saying. And I don't think they would agree that they don't um, admit their own defeats. They, they try to strategize and come up with another way, but you're right. The people who have been in power, like forever, like Pelosi, for instance, they never admit that they made a mistake they strictly blame it on someone or something else. And so that's why they're so mad right now, because for two years, they were convinced that Mueller was going to come back and say, the Russians did it. That's why Hillary lost. And he really didn't say that's why Hillary lost. Because he didn't lose because of that shit. Exactly. She didn't lose because <laughs> of anything. She didn't lose because of anything other than she was a shitty candidate with baggage for days, and you cheated the guy who could have beat the orange guy, and they screwed up. You backed the wrong horse. Baggage for the goddamn. They're so goddamn corrupt. But he would have beaten him. We'd be talking about him as president right now, for sure. Uh, yeah, but then, and, but then, but then, but then the Democrat, but then the Democrat donor money would have dried up because then defense would have been pissed, and oil would have been pissed, and the sure. bankers would have been pissed, and insurance would have been pissed. Everyone would have been pissed, and they would rather lose with. Hillary or Cory Booker than win with a progressive. Tulsi Gabbard, they're going to cheat her, and they're going to cheat Bernie Sanders. I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan these days. He 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 he, did, he broke my heart three years ago, and I, I he pulled me once. Shame on me and you and whatever the thing is. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I, here's the thing: because I don't believe I don't believe him is what it is. Like I, he's got momentum and he'll say the right thing, but I don't believe him. You know, you told me for a year and a half that Hillary sucked and you'd be better qualified, and then you're out there campaigning for her. Right. And then, and honestly, I was waiting for my big Al Pacino moment. I watched that DNC convention, like I was in the World Series. I was waiting for him to come on stage and be indignant and go, "It's clear, I uh, I got cheated, and uh, I got more delegates, and um, I'm gonna take my marbles, and I'm gonna get Jill Stein. She's on 50 uh, states, and I'm gonna run with her." And man, that crowd would have lost their mind. It would have been all over the news. Yeah. Yep. He would have lost their mind, and he would have won as a Green Party candidate, and he would have won. Oh, I don't disagree with you on that. You know, what I mean, it's like he was—he 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 he became like this cranky old version of the Beatles, right? It was like he was this huge thing, <laughs> and then he—and then he blew it. He blew it. I mean, he just blew it. And so now I don't believe him. It's like I believe he's sheepdogging people into this decrepit shit party. Is what I believe. Well, dude, this has been fun, but we got to kind of wrap it up here. So, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, well, the show's called The Bitter Truth with Abe Abdelhadi. If you visit patreon.com forward slash The Bitter Truth, you will find us there. Uh, you listen to the shows for free. You can also become a bitter pill. And uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes and, you know, Stitcher and YouTube and uh, all that stuff. If you're a non-Apple person, we are also on Podcast Addict, which is a bitchin' little app where you can organize all your podcasts, kind of like Netflix. And you can also find The Nightly Rant and Liberty Revealed on Podcast Addict because I have some on my Podcast Addict. And um, and that's about it. Awesome, man. Well, as usual, we had a great time. What what do you got to add to this thing, honey? What are you gonna say, Abe? You were less angry tonight than you've been in previous episodes. I'm getting more <laughs> sleep these days. I'm getting more right. sleep these days. All right. Well, Fair enough. Sleep. Good night, yeah. everyone. <laughs> All right. Hasta la bye bye. Thank you for listening to the nightly rant you enjoyed the show please give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts or google play if you didn't enjoy the show 
please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. 